Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're here today. And I'm excited to tell you about a free resource that I'm giving away. Um, I'm giving away my free guide on how to write web copy that converts. I see a lot of therapists struggling to find the words to describe what they do. And so um, this is a free guide that's going to help you get a head start on revamping and remodeling your website copy. Because if if your copy is like most therapists, it could be better, right? And I think most therapists get stuck because they don't have a format or um, a framework to really use in writing that copy. So that's exactly what I'm giving you in this free guide on how to write web copy that converts. Download the guide at privatepracticeworkshop.com. Um, while you're at it, do me a huge favor and um, subscribe to this show on iTunes and also rate and review the show on iTunes. That's just going to help us get discovered by even more therapists who can benefit from this information. All right, let's dive in. So a couple things. Um, one thing is that I'm back. Uh, I am back uh, in the U.S. Um, I was in Mexico for some time, um, in part doing some uh, service work. Um, and working with a nonprofit there that promotes the mental health and well-being of children. Um, so that was super, super meaningful work for me. And um, if you know me well, you know that a big part of my life has always been service, and I've been um, involved in, in non, even non-mental health nonprofits for um, most of my life now. And so that's just a huge part of um, kind of who I am and what I need to do to to stay healthy and happy myself, um, and to to really give my life um, the utmost meaning. Um, so, you know, being there in Mexico and having the opportunity to do that was um, just tremendous for me. And the the cool part is that I've developed a relationship with this organization there that is going to, um, and that relationship is going to allow me to go back at some point before too long and um, I'm partner with that group again. Um, what else? I'm sitting here today. Um, it is very much summertime and I'm feeling that. I'm feeling the heat. And uh, um, I have started and stopped this podcast episode so many times now today. It's just been one of those days where n- nothing really goes goes right. And I, 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 you know, I guess we're all entitled to those days um, uh, from time to time. And this is just that day for me. So uh, I had also... Um, you know, was been working hard to incorporate the video element into these shows, these episodes, so that you can watch on YouTube as well. And then just having all sorts of issues with uh, the camera and stuff today. So I'm like, you know what, that's just not happening today. And I've got to kind of be okay with that as well. So um, making do, but but nevertheless, offering the uh, the episode weekly as promised. So um, this is another reason to have your content batched and have, um, you know, if you do have content um, that helps drive your business, to make sure you have it batched and have a backlog of client of, of content that you can pull from uh, in times where, you know, something goes wrong or you're out sick or you're on vacation or whatever it is. Um, and usually I do that. Usually I'm really, really good about batching, but because I had been away, you know, I had um, kind of used up a lot of my batched content. So, um, yeah, you know, sometimes I do things really 
really well and I'm really on top of it. And other times um, there's hard lessons and there's days like this where nothing seems to go right. So hopefully, hopefully that gives you some validation that, um, um, that this happens to everyone, you know? And um, I think, I just think a big part of success, so to speak, and however you define that is, has to do with persistence and your ability to move through these moments. And at the end of the day, just to let the day go and kind of go, you know what, um, uh, this day is over and I'm, I'm going to choose to let it be over and tomorrow's a completely new day. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on that and I find that the more, uh, the more I change and adjust and improve my mentality over time, the better I perform, um, and the better my business is run. And I think you'll find the same thing if you really adjust, uh, adjust your attitude and approach things with, um, with the right kind of attitude. So that's, that's kind of what's on my mind today. Uh, I was really excited to show you guys that uh, I have a new microphone. <laughs> it's my dream microphone, which is an incredibly nerdy thing to say. And, um, but I'm saying it anyway, there's a little bit of a story behind this microphone. You know, I had, um, when I started this podcast, um, I've been recording with a $60 microphone this entire time. And you might be surprised to hear that because, uh, and a lot of people will say, Hey, your audio quality is really good. Um, that's because I was using a really good and really cheap mic, which is a hard combination to come by, but it exists. And, um, uh, maybe at some point I'll do like an episode on gear and stuff like that, but there's so many other podcasts in place for that. So, um, Anyway, um, I had set this goal for myself that if I hit a certain milestone with this show that I would buy myself the mic of my dreams. And I did that. Um, and it's been really cool. And it's kind of cool to sit here and, and be using it and looking at it. And, um, you know, I think it's important to reward ourselves from time to time, you know, in, in our business and not just with our paycheck. You know, if there's things, if there's tools like this that really impact your daily, um, your daily joy and your ability to get your job done well, then I think at times it's appropriate to kind of reward yourself with stuff like this. You know, for a lot of therapists, the, the perfect, the, the easy example is, um, you know, like your therapist chair. That's a really, um, man, you spend so much of your life in that chair. I, I think about that all the time whenever I'm uh, in the therapist chair. I'm like, man, so much of my life being spent in this chair, just like your mattress, you know, uh, it's, it's a uh, kind of crazy when you start to think about it, but, um, I think it's important to have goals for your business, um, that are objective and that, and when you hit them to, um, offer some sort of a reward for yourself, don't just put every single dime back into the business. Gotta, you know, gotta spend money to make money. Uh, I see some therapists that are too far in that extreme and I don't think that's a good way to be. Um, in fact, I think you should pay yourself, uh, you should err on the side of paying yourself more, if anything. And then I see some therapists that are spending way too much and having not enough revenue to justify their spending. That's a big problem, um, both business wise and, um, um, personal finance wise as well. And I think the two probably carry over pretty, pretty closely. So, um, grow with your business. This is a small example of growing with my microphone, <laughs> so to speak, but uh, but it's it's an example nonetheless, right? Of starting small and of starting um, 
proportional to proportionate to your actual business and in in other words your revenue as well so i you know i see too many therapists going out there and getting these these office suites of six offices and then they go cool i'm going to start a group practice now i'm going to hire a clinician i'm going to hire six clinicians at once and then i'll figure out how to get them full that is a terrible idea and you are starting from a deficit and putting yourself in a, in, in a hole and working working from there as a starting point is just a terrible idea. So much stress and anxiety and pressure. Um, and that pressure, I think, changes the dynamic of your business, the dynamic of your team and your leadership, the dynamic that you have with your clients, and ultimately, my favorite one or least favorite one, your dynamic with your marketing, you know, and coming across as desperate. So, um, you know, one of my favorite things that happened on uh, like a Facebook thread not long ago was someone was saying, what are your favorite marketing strategies? And someone just said, just do amazing clinical work, you know, be uh, do great clinical work and people will talk about you. And I thought that was that was pretty right on. You know, that was pretty cool. And um, and also given that so much of what I talk about is digital, probably 80 percent of what I talk about is digital marketing. And um, that's kind of my preferred way to build a practice. Um, but it was cool to see that part thrown in there. Because I think if you don't believe in your product, aka yourself or your clinicians or the value of your therapy, oh man, then it's, not, it's only going to go so far, right? Your marketing is only going to go so far. So you have to get that, that part right first. Absolutely critical. Got to do it. So anyway, um, I'm excited today to, um, to tell you guys that we have a new format that we are introducing into the show. So, you know, we've done a lot of um, interview style uh, episodes. That's kind of how we started this show. Um, we've done a fair amount of um, just solo episodes where I'm just talking and delivering content. A lot of them have been a lot shorter, which uh, I think some people like. Um, and now we're introducing a Q&A um, uh, feature of the show. And I think it's going to be great. Um, I've been collecting some questions, um, uh, some voicemail questions, kind of like a hotline. And I'm going to be airing some of those today on the show and answering them live. You have a chance to get your questions answered live as well. Um, so I'm, I'm fielding as many questions as I can. And at least, at least uh, at minimum, you can go to the link record a few questions and there's, um, there's a fair chance that if it's a, you know, if it's a good question and maybe relates to is relatable for other people that it'll get answered on the show. Um, the link for that, which will be in the show notes is speakpipe.com forward slash P P W speakpipe.com forward slash P P W as in private practice workshop. So, um, so there you go. There's your chance. Um, and especially for folks who, um, you know, maybe, uh, doing a mastermind group with me or, a, or individual coaching or something like that is not within reach, then this is a great way to, um, still interact with me and get some of your questions answered. So, um, so think about it. And after this, this episode, um, go submit a couple questions and, um, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to hearing your questions. So, um, I haven't done much preparation for these, you know, I've screened them just to make sure there's nothing crazy or <laughs> like outlandish or embarrassing or just someone recording just straight hate mail for me or something. I don't know. You just never know when you 
work online. People can say some outlandish things because it's a non, it can be anonymous. So uh, I've gone through these questions at least to just check them out first. But, um, but otherwise, you know, didn't take notes beforehand because um, I wanted to just kind of come into it and, um, and just kind of answer on the spot. So that's, that's what we're going to do today. All right, so um, uh, um, barring any technical difficulties, let's get into the first question. Here we go. Hey, John, this is Uriah, and I would love to know the best ways, your best tips on tracking return on investment for Google AdWords. And the more specific question is, how can we find out how many clients actually come from those clicks through our Google AdWords campaigns? That would be awesome. Thanks. All right, Uriah, uh, great dude, first of all. Um, thanks for the question. And um, this is a question that we get a whole lot at um, with our team at Unconditional Media, um, where we, we're, we're running AdWords for therapists all over the country and now actually all over the world, which has been pretty cool. Um, this is a conundrum, right? This is this is really a conundrum um, to, um, to actually uh, successfully and consistently um, um, track the people coming in from your AdWords. A few things to look for. First of all, let's make sure that your ads are actually running well. So let's make sure that your CTR is good. Let's make sure that you're you're not you're not spending a ton of uh, of, of money per click on your ads. Uh, you're getting good impressions. You've got good ranking. Uh, let's make sure that your pages are really good, right? So that you're you're running your Google AdWords to a specialty page. So if you're running uh, an EMDR ad, you better be running that ad to an EMDR page. Google wants to see that you're running a specific ad to a specific page, not to your homepage. I see a lot of therapists making that mistake and running AdWords themselves and running an EMDR ad to their homepage. Um, you, that, that's, you have what's called a quality score for your ads and um, that's one of the worst, the best ways to um, to kill your quality score is to do stuff like that. So. Um, Make sure that you're running your specific ads to a specific page, focus on a keyword or focus on a specific service. Make sure you have strong copy on that page. Make sure that you have clear calls to action that all go to the same place. So big, clear, bright buttons that are all a unified call to action, meaning they all do the same thing in multiple locations on the page. Uh, just, Just covering all your bases you know, before you even evaluate the effectiveness of your AdWords. Assuming that all those pieces are in place, then you're going to want to uh, try to set up what's called conversion tracking, right? So, um, you know, the challenge is that when people call and you say, how'd you find out about us? And they say, Google, and you say, oh, did you click on an ad? They have no clue, right? If you're looking at AdWords, all you see is the tiny little watermark, like the little yellow watermark that says ad beside it. And, um, you know, most people aren't going to remember if they clicked on an ad or even know it. So that's not going to work very well for you. Um, the only, you know, really the best way to do this is to is to actually set up um, true conversion tracking. So what that means is that um, similar to the Facebook pixel 
feature where you can track someone from a Facebook ad all the way to your, your landing page or your lead page or your website. Um, you can track that, that person all the way there and track their action being taken, like clicking on a button. Um, you want something similar set up for your AdWords. This is a, this is kind of an additional step and a step that involves um, some coding. So having your web developer go in and do some of this work. And a big caveat is that conversion tracking for AdWords doesn't always work. Um, it's, it's a Google thing. Um, it's, it's just not flawless. It doesn't always work. It breaks a lot. So keep in mind that, um, even if you get it set up, it's possible that it, that it might fu not function super well for you. But I do think it's worth, it's definitely worth doing having that set up. And basically what it does is you can track someone going from the ad to the page and then track them taking action like clicking a call button or um, clicking a button that opens up a contact form. So we could say like, you know, if you spent $300 this month on AdWords um, and you had, I don't know, five, you know, contact form submissions. So you should have more than more enough ROI there. Um, depending on what you're charging. But um, yeah, that's um, that would be your next step, Uriah. Um, get that set up by your web person. And you know, if you're working with an AdWords company, a lot of times it's like an additional charge because it is a finicky thing to set up. But um, if, you're, if you've been running AdWords and you know, you've seen that the platform works well for you and you want to keep doing it, definitely getting conversion tracking set up at some point would, would be in your best interest. Yeah, man. Uh, good question though. Good question. And you're making me work already. Uh, let's get into the next one. Here we go. Hi, John. This is Patrick Schultz calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I had a marketing question for you about how to go about developing a good comprehensive marketing strategy, as well as developing a marketing calendar and kind of a, a plan of attack of how to go about doing that. Thanks so much. Patrick, thanks for the call. Um, I appreciate that. And two really good questions. So um, marketing strategy and also uh, I think you said marketing calendar, um, which I'm going to take to mean a, a, a content calendar, which I definitely use and recommend using. Um, first things first, let's talk about marketing strategy. Are you ready for the simplest marketing strategy you've ever heard? Here it is. Doesn't have to be crazy. Doesn't have to be intricate. I think simple is beautiful, <laughs> you know, and especially when it comes to uh, just not getting overwhelmed as therapists and as private practitioners. So here we go. Um, let's talk about digital marketing strategy um, um, as just for the sake of this call. R take a piece of paper and write down every single thing that you could do to market your practice online. Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Psychology Today, blogging, right, SEO, um, everything, right, social media. And then I want you to draw a line down the middle of that page. On the left-hand side, you're going to write fast acting. On the right-hand side, slow burning, okay? Here are the differences. Fast acting is what, what I used to describe getting in front of hot leads or people that are actively seeking therapy right now. So those people who are going to Google and typing in therapist in Chicago, Illinois, those are hot leads. You want to get in front of them and you want to spend quite a bit of your energy and possibly um, well, time and money um, into getting in front of those hot leads, 
right? Those fast acting um, uh, uh, solutions to your marketing. On the other side, your slower burning are things that are good for your brand recognition. Just getting the word out and, and, and staying current in the minds of people. Social media for me is a pretty good example of this. And uh, another place where a lot of therapists tend to get confused and not understand why they're doing social media. Um, so there you have it. If you're going to look at digital marketing, think of that, you know, think of those two different kind of ways. There are a lot of things you'll do in your marketing that will not lead to clients right away. And then there are some things that you'll do that will get you in front of more of those hot leads. And you should be doing a combination of both. Okay. Um, so, and, and, and again, you could do something very similar for your in-person marketing strategy as well, but it doesn't have to be crazy. In general, I, f- I recommend focusing on about two things at a time, or you might do, let's say, two in each category. If, you've, if you're putting some time into your marketing, you really need to grow it. Um, you really want to get serious about your marketing, or maybe you're newer in practice. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Um, um, real simple. It's a single sheet of paper or a word doc, um, put it up on, you know, uh, on your desk or wherever, wherever you'll look at it often and, um, and stick to it. And then you can rotate those items in and out depending on number one, what's working. Number two, um, how much, how much time you've put into each one, right? So you can kind of rotate them in and out when it comes to a content calendar, Highly, highly recommend it, okay? So especially for uh, a business like mine or the one that you're listening to right now, an online business, so to speak, um, it's a very content-driven business and it's super important that I stay on top of it. The way I used to operate was I would basically sit down every week and go, oh crap, I need to write a blog post. And that means I need to figure out what am I gonna write about? How long is it gonna be? Do I need to do research? Are there keywords? Oh, I have to create a blog image? Does this even make sense? <laughs> you know, does this fit into my other content? It's craziness. It's total, it's just total madness. Create your content calendar, especially if you're working with a, a VA or an admin assistant or even an intern or something like that. Schedule out all of your content or e- and even your social media posts as well. Um, so content referring to like blogs, videos, podcasts, etc. Social media referring to Facebook posts, which could be your blogs or your videos or whatever, um, but you want to schedule them all out. Let's say you want to publish one blog post every Wednesday, then schedule those out. Keep a big um, master list of all the d- different potential blog topics you could um, uh, you could you could dive into, and um, um, and, th- and that way you have ideas to pull from. Keep a note in your phone that says you know blog topic ideas. And then you can constantly come back to that list and just pull from it, sit down, batch your content, and then schedule it out. It, in terms of the calendar itself, it can be as simple as just a um, just a, a Word document or let's say uh, like a spreadsheet. You know, we my, my team and I use an Excel spreadsheet where we have um, all the content mapped out. And we have different, you can get fancy with it if you want, or you can keep it simple. We have different color coding and stuff in terms of which channel it's on and when, what, um, who's going to release it, right? Or has social media, have social media posts been posted yet or whatever. Um, so you can get as comp, you know, sophisticated as you want with it, or you can just keep it super simple or print out like a paper calendar and write down your blog posts that you're going to publish this month. And then it's just going to help you stay on track, you know, and, and you're going to feel so ahead of the game. So I can't recommend it enough. 
Um, I, I think everyone should have a content calendar, even if you're blogging twice a month, just to have something up there. Just like you plan your life, plan your content, you know? That'd be like a good book title, Plan Your Life, Plan Your Content. Only nerds would buy that book. Um, <laughs> um, nerds like me, marketing nerds, content nerds. So, um, yeah, but great question. Thanks for calling in, and um, I hope that helps. Let's get into our last question. Let's go. David Morgan, Long Island Anger Management. Info at longislandangermanagement.com. My question is, uh, I wrote and published an anger management workbook and would like some ideas on how to mo- uh, how to market the workbook other than um, some Google AdWords and uh, selling the, the workbook through our program. Um, I really haven't done uh, much else to market it, so I'd really like some ways to, uh, to do that. I think it's a great workbook, and uh, I think a lot of therapists in the community can benefit from it as well as a lot of clients. So that's my question. Thank you. All right. Great question. And, um, yeah, so here's one idea is this, you're, you're kind of working backwards here uh, a little bit, David, because you are, um, the book has already been launched, so to speak, and now you're trying to promote it kind of retroactively. I think anytime you are writing a book and, um, or promoting and launching a book or a, uh, an online course or a product or something, you want to do a few things. You want to build anticipation, right? Well, first of all, let me go back. You want to build an audience. And even though you might have clients in a group, you know, in a group practice and stuff like that, and maybe a small email list, you want to grow a bigger audience. You want to grow your platform as big as possible so that when you actually launch this thing, you can make a splash with it. Because right now, the, there's there's nothing inherently exciting about the book because it's already been out there. It's already on the shelf. And when things are on the shelf, just like food, they tend to get stale, right? And this happens with, I, this has happened to me with products and online courses and stuff like that. They tend to get stale. So there's no, there's there's not a lot of excitement built up around it. There's not exclusivity built around it. Um, people don't really feel like compelled to buy necessarily. So what I would do if I were you is, um, the book is already out there, but what I would do is step back and plan what is effectively a launch, okay? So cr- cr- work on creating um, what's called your your ecosystem, right? So the different your different channels. So... Um, your email list is certainly part of that and a big part of that. If you aren't already, if you're not already focusing on growing that, focus intently on growing that email list before you even promote the book. Okay. I would throw in some webinars in there, especially since it's focus on anger. You can target people all over the place. Figure out who you're targeting. Are you targeting therapists? Are you targeting clients, adults, teenagers? Who is it? Right. Who is the person that this book is for? Um, Because I think there's a lot of anger books out there. There's a lot of anger resources out there. So you also have to think about what is it that makes this resource different? Why is this so important for people to, um, to read? Okay, so focus on building your ecosystem first building your platform, maybe doing some webinars as a way to build excitement and interest in the book. When you're building those webinars, Use them as a way to keep building your email list beyond just your private practice, right? So build it um, toward all people interested in anger management. 
grow that list into the thousands, hopefully, right? Because you know that out of, let's say, a couple thousand people on an email list, that a small percentage of them will buy. It could be 3%, 3%, 5% of those people could buy. Um, so you want to really cast a wide net, first of all, knowing that not everyone who follows you is necessarily going to buy. Okay, so I build that anticipation up. And what you could even do is maybe just relaunch the book or rebrand it so that it looks and feels different and you can build some true excitement around it this time and um, really put it out there like uh, like a true launch. Okay, so build that excitement. Um, I would I would get some help with the launch as well, you know, create do some social media strategy around this. Um, again, doing as many talks as you can, and then maybe even thinking about in a bigger picture, like a book tour or promoting it at a place like ACA or you know a big uh, a big psychotherapy conference or something like that. So I would just go back to the drawing board, pretend like the book hasn't even been written yet, and um, put together a strategy for yourself. Um, And again, going back to Patrick's question, your strategy can be one piece of paper where you write down the sequential steps of what you're going to do to build this, um, to build this platform bigger, and then how and when you're going to pitch this product back to your audience. If you take the time that it really requires to build this no like and trust factor with your audience, and and just be really intent on building that and cultivating that trust. By the time you 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 just say, "Hey, I've got a book for sale," they're they're gonna buy, right? They're gonna be interested. They're gonna be the trust is already gonna be there, and you're gonna have to work only half as hard to actually get uh, the sales that you're looking for. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Um, that's my answer. And, and um, um, yeah, I hope I can read the book. Um, definitely, definitely love to um, check it out as a resource. And um, um, yeah, I think it, it could help a lot of people. So um, good luck. And uh, David, thanks for the question. Appreciate that a lot. Man, that went by fast. Um, at least it did for me. And again, I was working hard here. So you guys have good questions so far. Um, go ahead and submit your questions. Again, www.speakpipe.com forward slash pp w to submit your questions submit as many as you want for a chance to get them answered on the show and just record them separately for me um and um and yeah and then keep an ear out for them being aired on the show soon um i hope this was helpful like i said at the beginning of the show if you haven't done so already head to privatepracticeworkshop.com download the free guide on how to write web copy that converts um, so grab that guide and do me a huge favor, subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review for me as well on iTunes. And um, I appreciate that so much. All right. Hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time.